Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. The show will focus on a lot of topics, including the troubles at Facebook. We'll also hear a vintage episode from Peter Cohen. All this and more coming up on the Tech Night Owl Live. We're joined by Brian Chapin from the Mac Observer. We're at a secret location deep beneath the surface of the Earth. So if you hear weird sounds, it's because it will be weird creatures or politicians, depending on your point of view. Fortunately, I have the power of astral projection to join you. Well, you can't join me. You wouldn't know where I was. That's a fair point. Yes, you don't know where I am. So it's a mystery as to how we're doing this. That's right. This show should not even be aired now. Wow. It's an incredible mystery that should go on the Paracast. Indeed. So indeed, Brian, your colleague said it's too early to buy a 4K Blu-ray player. Other than there aren't many models yet, and they're overpriced, I guess that's the reason. Or are there standards not yet fully supported? Well, you know, like for the longest time, getting a Blu-ray player was all about getting the best video quality. And now with broadband, at least in some markets, being what it is, and video standards being what they are, being able to get a 4K stream... I'm not even sure you ever really want to bother buying a 4K Blu-ray. Just stream it at 4K. Right, but when you stream it, bandwidth is consumed, and not all ISPs are really nice about that. That That's a fair point. That is a fair point. And if you have a nice enough TV and uh, you don't want to or cannot get enough bandwidth, I guess you, I guess you would definitely want to think about getting a 4K Blu-ray. So that's that's a fair point, Gene. But if you're streaming 4k with hdr the problem is going to be it's going to be tons and tons of bandwidth that will be consumed and soon your isp depending on who they are may come back at you now cox what they do is they give you a decent amount with a really high speed connection and then if you want unlimited you pay them more with CenturyLink, kind of screwy they're giving you a terabyte but i don't think they charge you for uploads a terabyte can be consumed more quickly than you expect. Yes. I don't know about Comcast or all these other guys. Even with Comcast or you know Verizon or AT&T or wherever, it's going to depend on the market you're in. And a lot of places don't have any kind of real competition in the first place, which is why net neutrality is important, but that's a whole other discussion. On the other hand, I don't think the ISPs are going to abuse that very quickly. But it's always possible the Federal Trade Commission will drop in. It doesn't necessarily have to be the FCC, does it? It does probably need to be the FCC, and the FCC has abrogated its responsibility here and given control of our data to ISPs. The FTC probably cannot do anything about net neutrality. It's uh, Congress or a new a new uh, uh, FCC chairman. Of course, the chances that Congress will do anything are at the low end of zero, minus zero. Probably not. Yeah, with the current Congress, for sure. Uh, There is a little bit of impetus to get uh, some net neutrality uh, legislation through the Senate. I doubt it can get through the House, at least not this House. Never know what will happen in the next election. For those who care about net neutrality, 
And I'm not, I'm not talking left, right. I'm not talking about Republican Democrats here. If you care about net neutrality, find a candidate that supports it, no matter what their party is. Well, the thing here is probably Democrats would be more likely. But the issue here is that the way it's being fear-mongered, people don't understand that all it is is that the ISP can't regulate the traffic on their stream, whatever you want other than it being illegal, you should get at full speed. They can't say, well, Netflix is going to get 30% of speed and our favorite company that bribes us will get 150% of speed. Yeah, or our service can get 150% of speed. But actually, without net neutrality, the theoretically, the ISPs could actually even control the data you get. For instance, you go and search something, and the ISPs could actually just change your search results without net neutrality. That is possible. They can also funnel your requests, say you're using Microsoft Bing instead of Google. They could recirculate it and redirect it to Google. Right. They could basically take anything you do. Any requests you make can be redirected. The one good thing that net neutrality stopped in my opinion was the opportunity for isps or carriers wireless carriers to let you access some things for free like letting you access netflix or letting like all of your streaming music not count towards your cap that sort of thing even that could have been addressed through tweaking the guidelines or even through legislation but otherwise the lack of net neutrality is a huge danger to consumers, and it is probably a huge danger even to uh, the, our democracy itself. Well, consider this also now. I don't know if this was done in, in anticipation of the end of net neutrality. Some ISPs that provide TV offer you Netflix as part of their set-top boxes. You can subscribe to Netflix, and what happens there is, I suppose, they get a piece of the action. The issue here, of course, is the lack of support for 4K. On the other hand, I have seen 4K Netflix and non-4K Netflix, and really the difference is so slight it's probably not an issue. Eventually, the ISPs who do provide TV will take care of it, but even those that offer 4K, and DirecTV offers 4K, but the system they offer depends on having a TV set that supports their system. If not, you have to get two set-top boxes, even though you have one TV. Don't ask me to explain this, folks, because I tried it. I wanted to have 4K with DirecTV. It wasn't necessarily the type of package I could get. It was I had to have a second TV with a second set-top box, the 4K version, to do this. It makes no sense. Or a Samsung TV. Go figure. Sure. So that's that. They didn't make it easy. I don't know about Dish Network. I know Dish Network does offer some 4K. But once again, I think people who are used to it realize that for most sets, streaming 4K doesn't provide that much of a difference, except perhaps for the HDR. It's got a really big set. You know, you've got a 65-inch set. I guess it does. Do you have a big 4K kind of set? Because... You're humongously rich from Mac Observer. <laughs> While I do have a 70-inch TV, the LOL on humongously rich. Um, but yeah, 
I do have a I do have a nice 4K TV right now. Has HDR? It does. I turn that off. Oh, I don't care for the HDR. It looks completely oversaturated and unnatural to me. Okay. What kind of set do you have? Uh, it's an LG. I won't buy a Samsung. I won't buy anything with Samsung's name on it. Yeah. Well, Samsung supposedly has developed now what is it, a brand new type of OLED display where the glass is so strong you can drop it a couple of dozen times from distances of up to four feet and it won't break. To be fair, Gene, Samsung is making great TVs. They make make great washers and dryers too. Unless the washer explodes. Unless the washer explodes. I just will not support that company due to its long history of stealing IP and uh, and profiting from that theft uh, over and over and over again in multiple industries. I won't support them. They're not getting any of my money. I got an LG TV that's running WebOS, um, and I turn off uh, all of the uh, tracking and uh, advertising-related services that I can. And But I did end up turning off uh, HDR2. It, it, it looked awful to me. You know what? We have more of this. Not awful. Good stuff. With Brian and Gene on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you or anyone you love has been diagnosed with lung cancer, asbestosis, or mesothelioma, your diagnosis may be the result of job-related exposure to asbestos, and you may be entitled to compensation. Over $30 billion in trusts have been set aside for individuals who have been affected by asbestos exposure. How do you protect your rights and get the compensation you deserve? Call Capital Legal Group now at 800-400-LUNG. Capital Legal Group is one of the nation's resources for settlement of lung cancer and mesothelioma cases. Law firms have successfully recovered over $2.7 billion dollars for their clients in all 50 states and claims have been paid in as little as 60 days if you or a family member were diagnosed with lung cancer asbestosis or mesothelioma call capital legal group now at 800-400-LUNG we'll open a no-cost case review on your behalf a history of tobacco use or cigarette smoking will not disqualify your case visit 800-400-LUNG.com or call 800-400-LUNG call 800-400-5864 now that's 800-400-LUNG Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. 
wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-910-5936. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-910-5936. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-910-5936. 1-800-910-5936. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. I have no way to relate to what you say because on the Vizio, the HDR does improve it somewhat. Not drastically, but it seems to be a little bit better. Now, maybe there's a bug in the HDR for LG that they need to fix with a firmware update. I don't know. Maybe you should ask them. Maybe I've just become so used to incorrect uh, colors that, that I see them as correct. Okay, so you're so used to crap. That's possible. I understand that, you know, people get used to something and they don't want to change. Let's talk about Facebook. Did you follow what's going on there? The stock is tanking and how much value was lost by Zuckerberg? Like what, 15, 20 billion dollars in his cash value. I'm sure he's crying all the way to his stockbroker, but. Well, I, I mean, listen, 20 billion here, 20 billion there. Pretty soon that adds up to some real money. So I'm sure he's feeling that, and I'm sure that he's probably stressed out about it. The question is going to be whether or not this young man can uh, can learn from a lesson. And, and keep in mind, Gene, Wall Street is probably going to end up looking at this price dip as a buying opportunity. And I don't really think this is going to be a permanent spank on Facebook's immature bottom. Can we say that? Well, according <laughs> to what that? they say, that executives forecast years of lower profit margins and then at least 16 brokerages cut their price targets on facebook well there were some privacy concerns too though there were, there were there's concerns that that facebook's disaster after disaster after disaster when it comes to handling our privacy and the company's entire attitude 
that, that this is finally coming back to to affect them in the marketplace i i don't i don't really think that's going to be the case long term well it says over the next several years we would anticipate that our operating margins will trend towards the mid 30s on a percentage basis that's pretty good i mean not much lower than apple apple's what upper 30s yeah so you know they're expecting fewer miracles from facebook but then again you know maybe a correction was called for facebook is in an interesting position there there is a building wave i i'm not gonna i'm trying to figure out exactly how to put this gene there is building momentum towards the idea of quote-unquote breaking facebook up now i'm not sure what that actually means in any kind of real world setting I doubt that it'll, that it'll ever actually happen, but the reality is that people are finally starting to pay attention to the fact that they're the product, and sometimes they're being bought and sold uh, in, in ways that they don't know, that they have no control over, and more people are finally concerned about it. Okay, so how do you break Facebook up? Do you say, okay, WhatsApp's going to be here, Messenger is here, Facebook... I don't like the Facebook interface, to be blunt about it. I go in there to try to find something, and sometimes you have to go back and forth over different menus to just find a message. Or you get a notification, email notification, and you want to respond to somebody. And it should take you direct to that message, so you can see it and respond. And it doesn't always happen, because the interface is a little bit more than a little bit obtuse. Yeah, I agree. Facebook spends a lot of time trying to get us to do things the way that Facebook prefers that we do it. And that's part of what you're talking about. So like they'll send you to, you know, you'll get an email notification that someone has sent you a, a message. And if you click on that on a device that has messenger, it'll take you to the messenger app. If you click on that link on a device that doesn't have the Messenger app, it'll actually kind of go nowhere. And where where it should take you all along is the Facebook site and the uh, and your messages, uh, your Messenger interface within Facebook. But Facebook wants us like Facebook is all keen on us using Messenger app as a separate app, and so they spend all this effort trying to pretend that we want to do that too. And that's kind of, just Facebook has the wrong attitude about a lot of things and i think that it stems from the company's the lack of maturity in the company's leadership and the lack of perspective that the that much of that leadership had before they before they rose to this enormous power now i remember when mark zuckerberg appeared before congress and everyone said oh he's going to be just like a little boy or something and his presentation was okay but very often, he'd respond to a congressperson and say, well, I'll have our team get back to you. He didn't have an answer to a question. And I wonder here, because I haven't heard any updates, did his team get back to Congress? Surely they've said nothing about it. So it may have been technical stuff that they barely understood. And it sounded to me, based on the questions, that maybe they had their associates hand them a list of questions which they ask in a very general way but very little of what facebook does was really understood by them they didn't know what questions to ask 
No, they didn't know what questions they asked. They don't understand necessarily the technology. And Mark Zuckerberg did a very, very excellent job of saying nothing whatsoever uh, during most of that um, during most of that hearing. And the reality is, the hearing was mostly uh, what's what's the uh, not showboat. What's the phrase? Grandstanding. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of grandstanding. Thank you. And um, the other reality is that Washington is, in general, such a circus these days with you know the entire country lurching from day to day from one crisis to another that uh even even if the facebook team did get back with uh, more information it's you know that grandstand is is gone and if they do it would mean nothing because the information would be too technical for them probably they baffle them with you know what there are certainly a few politicians uh, uh, w- within the Senate who do understand uh, t- technical issues, uh, but but most of them most of them don't. Just like most people don't. Well, it gives Facebook a way to exert themselves. Right now, I don't think people trust Facebook as much as they used to. Their traffic patterns, especially younger people, I think, are different than what they used to be, and their ad revenue is suffering. Because that's how you're yeah. paying for it. Remember, you are the product, as we've all said. And therefore, for Facebook to pay for anything, they've got to sell ads. And if they get less money for the ads, then, of course, their revenue goes down. And this business model is probably or has always been somewhat of an illusion. Just like Twitter. I don't know what money Twitter makes. Does Twitter even make any money? Obviously, their business model is advertising. Did Increasing the 288 characters. I only know a few of those characters. <laughs> Increasing it, do anything. We've got Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer talking about Facebook troubles. Maybe it's high time for us to ditch Facebook and look for the next great thing. You know, things like that have happened before with different services. Or maybe the truth is now becoming obvious. The truth is out there, and here it is. More to come. I'm the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com.
Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. For Facebook, as we do this show and things could change, the stock is way, way down. Facebook is having problems. Revenues won't be quite what they were. And Mark Zuckerberg, I looked up the actual number. His value, what he's worth, which is on paper, it's paper value, by the way, $15.6 billion. I just feel so sorry for this guy. <laughs> In fact, I'm so sorry that I'll take a million of it. That's very kind of you. I have, to, I have two 
semi-related points here. One of them is, I guess, more directly related. Facebook has earned a lot of profits from allowing people to peddle conspiracies and fake news and outright propaganda. And the company is being somewhat, I'm not going to really say they're being held to account for it, but it, 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 I mean, you know, they're trying, they're trying to adjust their policies to deal with some of this. And I think that's probably one of the things that, that's really going to end up uh, the, the reason why they guided their margins down. But then the other thing, Gene, that, that is kind of interesting to me is, do you remember Tim Cook saying, and he hasn't said it in a while, but he used to say this, I'm talking about Apple CEO, Tim Cook, and he used to say that he thought that someday privacy would become a competitive advantage for Apple. And that someday consumers would care about privacy more than they do did when he was saying this. And it's possible that all these shenanigans with Facebook have actually brought that day closer to, 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 to being now. Hate to use the cliche, but it could be a case of the chickens coming home to roost. Like I said, I'm not into cliches, but whatever. Yeah, the chickens coming home to roost, yeah. Sure. I, and I don't use it very much. Um, I, I think my, one of my favorite things about Facebook is Facebook groups. And I, I do, Facebook groups are a great way for people to, you know, hang out and talk about a particular topic that, you know, that's bringing the group together or, you know, like a family group or a business group, or uh, we've got a Facebook group for, uh, for the Apple context machine, which is uh, the weekly podcast I do with uh, Jeff Gamut. At, and I'll just do a plug if I can, facebook.com slash group slash context machine. And that is, that, that, that is absolutely my favorite aspect of, of Facebook. I otherwise don't spend a whole lot of time anymore on Facebook. I spend as much time as I have to with Facebook, which is not a lot of time. Mostly it's checking messages or uploading information about the next episode of the show. Or sometimes I pay a $5 to boost it. Five dollars. And it's okay. Gives me a little bit of a boost, and I don't mind that. But I do that mostly for the Powercast, our paranormal radio show. In fact, with the Powercast, we have two Facebook groups. Or one's a group, one's a community, or something like that. I'd like to have them just be one. But if you do that, you lose the other when you combine them. I mean, Facebook can be inscrutable about some things. So I use Facebook to basically promote the shows, occasionally to communicate with people who have no other way to communicate. But that's about it. I'm not using Facebook as the beginning and end of my life, and I know some people do. But if I look at the amount of Facebook traffic I get, because of the radio shows, it's a decent one, a decent amount of traffic. But I don't know that I'd add to it, and especially now because I'm not super super enamored with what they do now twitter i use even less uh fair enough i enjoy twitter uh, i enjoy the interaction on twitter i enjoy the flow of information on twitter um i think though that my i don't think i my fav my absolute favorite social media platform is, has to be instagram uh and i enjoy the visual sharing uh, in Instagram. Instagram, I haven't used a lot of that, a little bit. 
I guess it's more visual than I like. I am an old text guy. Fair, fair enough. I like the pretty pictures. Okay. Well, there is a lot to be said about that, which I won't say. So do you think Facebook's going to get over this or is there going to be something else that's going to come out and make (sighs) Facebook feel like it's yesterday's news? I think that we haven't even scratched the surface in, in Facebook's malfeasance when it comes to our user data. I think that there are all kinds of things that are that are going to come to light that are that are just going to be horrific and that if we knew all of them at one time maybe we'd all quit Facebook maybe not. In reality, I think that Facebook will end up unfortunately being just fine and be able to continue doing what they do with little or no repercussions. That's my guess. Well, after all, Google has managed to survive. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff they're doing is just nonsensical. Uh, here's a beta of something that may or may not come about. Their core business, their original business, was selling ads. And what is their current business that gives them most of their money? Selling ads. I mean, they do make money from Google Docs and stuff like that, or whatever they call it nowadays, mm. Google Apps. Yeah, Google Apps are mostly make money by simply funneling more information into their profiles of us. That's right. And, of course, the advertising for Android. But they have, what, twice as many apps as Apple does, and they make half the money. Yeah. All right. So Google has been living on hot air and ads. Yeah, but but they've had they've had fewer scandals. True, and, and I imagine I don't know, but my gut feeling is that it's not just that fewer scandals have come to light. I believe that they have actually had far fewer scandals than Facebook. In other words, including things that we don't know about. Well, the EU, of course, is finding them what five billion or something like that. That's chump change. But the news about Facebook, the question is that will their problems have a side effect on other technology firms? So, quoting Washington Post, Facebook's bad day raises questions about the fate of other big technology firms, such as Twitter and Google, which have also been grappling with rising privacy concerns and demands to combat the flow of disinformation on their platforms. That's from the Washington Post, which uh, some people remind us is owned by Jeff Bezos of Amazon, but as a separate investment. I know they're trying to fearmonger over that. It's a separate investment, folks. Well, more importantly, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, I'm uh, Jeff Bezos is brilliant and has accomplished far more with his life than I have with mine. I'm a critic of Amazon's race to the bottom when it comes to uh, selling products, but I am a huge fan of what he's done over at Washington Post in that he has been really changing their business model and has no involvement whatsoever with their editorial side. Jeff Bezos has no input. Amazon has no input on what the Washington Post covers. They even criticize Amazon. 
They yes, they have they have indeed criticized Amazon. They've done a couple of exposés on Amazon, um, and uh, uh, I, you know, j- journalism and a free press is super important to me, and I am enormously grateful that uh, Jeff Bezos has come in and done what he's done so far at uh, at uh, the Washington Post. And bear in mind also that the Washington Post still gets those Pulitzer Prizes. And the newsroom is not losing staff like the New York Daily News. We'll get into more of this in a moment. More to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. If you like alkaline water or know someone that does, you're going to love the Dillon Living Water Bottle. It creates alkaline water on the go while reducing plastic waste and saving you money. Made with surgical-grade stainless steel, the Dillon Bottle increases the pH up to 9 to deliver both alkaline and antioxidant water anywhere you want it. Alkaline water is healthier, tastes better, and can even boost energy. The Dillon Bottle makes it easy and affordable to be healthy and achieve optimal hydration. Get your Dillon Bottle today at dyln.co. That's dyln.co. You have been lied to. Generation after generation, time after time after time. If you follow the money, then you understand why America's in the condition it's in. Now, you created the Star Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create 9-11. Through 9-11, then you're fighting a war on terror. And now all of a sudden you go into Iraq, which was another lie. This book will open people's eyes. Order now at KillingUncleSamBook.com. KillingUncleSamBook.com. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Deagle, MD of Nutramedical.com, announcing the breakthrough Red Deer Velvet DR. It delivers the protected building blocks of all organs and tissues, allowing your own stem cells as architects and engineers to regenerate you. Not since fetal life, when aging does not occur, has such an amazing Nutramed been available to help heal you and regenerate you. 
Anti-aging requires that you correct mineral, activated nutraceutical, and jump the gene defects and poor diet you have to deliver the cellular tools for regeneration. You must remove old damaged cells and replace them with your young healthy cells to wind the biological clock to a younger you. Order your Red Deer Velvet DR now at Nutramedical.com 24-7 or 888-212-8871. That's Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I, medical, M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com or call our order line 888-212-8871. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join One Way today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Just briefly, probably not relevant, but... I mentioned the New York Daily News used to be the largest daily newspaper in New York City with what, over 3 million circulation. I have no idea what it is now. I haven't looked at it. They just laid off about half their newsroom staff. So they've got maybe three or three and a half dozen to do all of their coverage. The five boroughs of New York City, national, international. I guess they can do their national and international coverage with wire service copy, the AP copy or something like that. But print is mostly dead. And you'd think in New York, print would exist. There'd be more options. But right now it's the New York Times and the New York Post, which is a big money loser, but Rupert Murdoch doesn't care. The Times is making money because of its digital services. Now, where you are, how many newspapers are there? Just asking. Uh, San Jose has got uh, the San Jose Mercury News. There's a bunch of uh, smaller local, like the, biz- the business um, business journal. But there is the San Francisco Chronicle. It's a different town, but you know what it is, all the Bay Area. And those are the two. Uh, I think Oakland has its own uh, newspaper. Okay. And outside of New York City, they have, of course, Newsday, which used to have a New York edition which they cut out because the circulation sucked. I don't know where that takes us, but Facebook, Twitter, whatever. We're going to have to see how that works out. Is there a possibility here that another Twitter can possibly show up? Well, sure. Conceivably. I mean, something will, some, some new paradigm will shift what we consider to be social media today. And the question is when and, you know, of course, what, what form it'll take. I think if, if we could see what form it would take, it would be happening already. Uh, but at some point, a new paradigm is going to change things. Part of it is a lot of the audience, especially the younger people, are fickle. They're not going to stay with something forever. They'll find something new, a new craze, and the social networks will have to follow them. MySpace. Remember MySpace? My who? Mm-hmm. They're still around. Yeah, but uh, 
a shadow of themselves. Oh, yeah. Apple MacBook Pro. Big story, and Apple fixed it pretty quickly. Somebody on YouTube puts up this thing showing that if you extend its demand in doing some very certain tasks that demand more of the processor, Turbo Boost, that the performance was being throttled. Remember Throttle Gate with the iPhone where they cut back performance of the battery was failing? Anyway. So this is another kind of throttling thing. Now, what happened to here, according to the published report, and you can correct me or add to it, Apple reached out to this person to find out what's going on. And they found a bug, and they fixed the bug with a new version of Mac OS High Sierra for the MacBook Pro, and the problem is mostly gone now. It doesn't mean that certain... PCs with the i9 chip don't do better or withstand more abuse, but they're ones that are three times as thick and as heavy as a MacBook Pro. What it does, its performance is on a par with the slimmer, lighter PC notebooks. Uh, is that it? Are you looking for my input now? I sure is, are. <laughs> I sure is, are. The, the, the core problem was simply that the form factor of the macbook pro does not allow the core i9 processor to be used to its fullest and the apple did admit that there was a bug and they did release a patch that better that allows the core i9 in particular to uh be more of all that it can be. But there is still a reality that Apple and their maniacal obsession with thinness chose a form factor that doesn't come close to allowing a Core i9 MacBook Pro to be as powerful as it could be, even with the software fix that they release, even with this bug fix. It, it it's much better with the with the with the bug fix, the Core i nine processor does in fact perform much much better and doesn't get that throttle that uh, that thr- thermal throttling that was the problem to begin with. Now, just to bear in mind something here, the iMac Pro with that Xeon W processor, when it's extended beyond its limits or to its limits for an extended period, it will throttle a little bit. Well, yeah, and I mean, there, there's an ass. The, the throttling in and of itself is not a problem. You don't want your processes processor baking itself. You don't want it to fry because it's too hot. The question is whether or not a pro machine should have uh, a form that meets its pro function. And what Apple has done with the MacBook Pro is emphasize thinness over performance. And this has been an issue with Apple for a very long time, but it really seems to have been an issue with Apple in the, in the recent past. Now, just bear in mind something, too, here. And that is that Apple obviously did something pretty cool just to get a Xeon to run in the case of an iMac. 
by modifying the cooling system. One would think then that maybe there are things, tricks they could do to provide a better cooling system for the MacBook Pro. Because if they're using the current system, and maybe now it's acceptable to most people, but what about the next generation of the Core i9? Will they have to do something there so it will be allowed to sing? Apple should get credit for being like apparently better than everyone else at cooling. What Apple is doing with this super thin MacBook Pro is better than what a lot of the PC competition is doing with thicker, bulkier, noisier um, uh, PC laptops. And it's it's only it's only in the laptops that are so big that they might as well be a desktop where uh, the i9 can can truly be at its at its best. So Apple does a lot of great things with cooling. It's just that pro machines should emphasize the pro, and n- no one is no one is saying no one was saying before the current laptop design was introduced no one was saying i would i would buy a macbook pro if it only it was thinner that's not what people are saying people are saying we want more battery people are saying we want more power and um and and apple did bring us more power with the i9 it's just that it's it's still it is still limited it's limited by its form and i don't think that a pro machine should be limited by its form so you're saying here that a certain percentage of people who buy a MacBook Pro wouldn't mind if it weighed two pounds more, was a lot thicker, and had a more robust cooling system. Or even if it doesn't have to be two pounds more. It doesn't have to be these insanely ugly PCs. It just doesn't have to be as thin as it is. It doesn't have to be as light as it is. Like a MacBook Pro Ultra. So it's a little thicker with a more robust cooling system. Yeah, but the, I, or, the MacBook Pro should be the MacBook Pro Ultra. Let the MacBook be the thinness at all cost device, right? That the, there, There's already a device like that. Let the Pro device be Pro. So it's like having a third line or simplify the line. So there's a MacBook. Possibly then that the MacBook of today becomes the MacBook Air. And then there's a regular MacBook, which is the MacBook Pro. And then there's the Ultra MacBook Pro, which is the MacBook Pro Ultra or the MacBook Pro. I'm confused. And if you think you're confused and I'm confused and we're all confused about the words that are coming out of our mouths, you're not alone. I'm joking. But we're not joking about the fact that, you know, Apple has a problem here in its compromises and how do they solve it. Maybe a totally new spanking new cooling system that will have more capacity as a compromise. Is it at all possible that a year or two down the line, Apple will introduce another cooling system that will allow the i9 processor to sing? Or are they depending on Intel reducing the demands of future i9s so this won't be necessary? So there is a trade-off for, say, a couple of years, and after that, it's not needed anymore, and they can keep the things thin. More to come with Brian Chaffin. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating an extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering, I am using the public beta of Mac OS X Mojave. On your production machine? On a production machine. What I did, of course, I'd have full backup, and I knew I could get out of it. I was concerned about Audio Hijack, which is not rated as compatible. And let me tell you quickly what we did here, because I don't think we're going to solve the problem with a MacBook Pro. What I did here is the problem with the... Audio Hijack is that it's got a component called ACE, used to be Instant Capture. That means you can capture audio from an app without having to quit and relaunch the app. It'll launch it for you. So with that component not working, the way it works now, and it does work, I've done two shows so far with Mojave and the current Audio Hijack, is don't launch the app you're capturing from turn on the recording process, it will launch the app. That's the only change. It's a minor thing, but it allows it to function. Now, one more thing, because I refuse to spend a monthly fee to lease, rent, whatever, Adobe Creative Cloud, the Photoshop edition at least, I kept Photoshop 5.5. 
for as long as I could. What does that go back to like 2012 or something like that? I don't know. I can't use it now. And the reason is they use Java to launch the application. Does that make sense to you? It's a Mac application. And the version of Java they used can no longer be installed on the Mac. It's like an older version. So I guess I have to look at Elements or Pixelmator or something like that. Yeah, Adobe has done a lot with um, Java because, uh, honestly, because they really stopped caring about the Mac a long time ago. And uh, they're you know more concerned with making it easier to be cross-platform than actually making the cross-platform apps great. This Java, it's not just the, the launcher. I think there, there are other components of, uh, of uh, several other apps that are Java-based. Well, that's the obvious symptom. It won't launch. I agree with you. There are probably other things it did to make it cross-platform. But regardless, it's kind of a bummer having to buy something. I'm hoping for Pixelmator. It's cheaper than Elements. But does it handle Photoshop layers? Does I think Pixelmator does layers. Does it? Does it? Is it compatible with Photoshop layers? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Pixelmator Photoshop. There's a Pixelmator Pro. Can you hear my keyboard? A little bit. But this is a spontaneous show. Pixelmator Pro, which is their advanced version, does it read Photoshop layers and allow you to manipulate them? So for our YouTube videos, for our other radio show, The Paracast, we have a Photoshop document like a template and to alter the text and the background picture we have it on layers and we have multiple layers with different background pictures like a ufo like a bigfoot like a ghost kind of picture and each one's on a separate layer so we choose the layers we adjust the text in the layer for guests and for dates very simple i can do it in elements, it has some different things, but nothing that impacts what we want to do. It, can I do it in Pixelmator Pro? According to Pixelmator Pro's documentation, uh, let's see. Look, the guy's got vibrato. Supports Photoshop images with layers, unquote. Well, let's take a, you know what? I'll get their demo. There's a free trial for 30 days. Download free trial. Okay, and if you want to buy it, this is the pro version. I guess I should ask them to send me a review copy. It's $59.99. Now, to give you a sample here, the version that you buy from Amazon of Elements is $69.99. Nice. So it's only $10 difference. We shall see. Good luck with it. I will give it a try, yeah. I'm downloading the free trial right now. While you're recording. While I'm recording. And I have a lousy, lousy connection here where I am. Brave, brave, brave man. I am so brave. But Mojave is pretty good. I think most things I do are decent. Netflix gives me a problem where I play a Netflix video in Safari. And what it does here is it has the picture shrunken, the widescreen picture. And then after you watch the show for a while, it expands normally. Can you explain that? I cannot. That is a bug. Nope. That is a bug, bug not a feature. Yeah, bug, not a feature. Not a feature. Yep. But I will try Pixelmator, and I'll write to them and see what they have to say. And maybe we can come up with a connection. Other than that, 
Mojave has been pretty decent. A few other glitches, but we won't get to it. Let me ask you something here. Your compatriot, Jeff, wrote something about iMac Pro and 2018 MacBook Pro kernel panics. Now, I only heard about this when the MacBook Pro came out. The iMac Pro has been out since before the first of the year. We didn't hear about it. So what's going on? The problem appears to be with Apple's home-designed T2 processor, which uh, handles some of the security-related aspects of um, MacBook Pro, Touch Bar, uh, and the iMac Pro itself. It appears to be a, a software glitch of some sort, and the way to stop these kernel panics is to to do simple things like completely reinstalling uh, the operating system and then not installing any software and then not using um, several features and then not launching applications. So it's, it's kind of a mess for those whom it affects. But because Apple does control the hardware and the software, including this chip, I imagine they're going to end up having a, a software fix for it hopefully sooner rather than later. Right. But why didn't we hear about the iMac Pro? Uh, the MacBook know, Pro has been out for, you know, a couple of weeks or so. So obviously this news hit pretty quickly. But the other computer has been out for a while, as I said. I, I believe it actually affects the previous Model 2. Uh, it just hasn't gotten a lot of noise. That's my understanding at this point. Well, maybe it's just, just a very small number. But as you say, probably... A small update will fix it. They said there's already been an update to the firmware, and it reduced the frequency of the kernel panics. So maybe things will be better. Other, let's, let's get, hope. Uh, let's hope, yes, indeed. Other than the issue here with the MacBook Pro, maybe could offer a thicker case or better cooling system. What else do you think Apple could fix to make it more professional other than costing, oh, $6,700 or something like that? We're totally talking about equipped. the iMac Pro or the yeah. uh, MacBook Pro? MacBook Pro. Yeah. I, I would like to see MacBook Pro have more ports and more battery life. Now, Apple did address my absolutely biggest beef with the 2017 MacBook Pros, and that was the limitation of 16 gigs of RAM which is not a professional level of, of RAM. With the uh, new devices, at least on the 15-inch uh, MacBook Pro, you can get up to 32 gigs of RAM. And for a laptop, uh, I think that's, that's, uh, that's good to go, at least for now. That would leave, for me, a little more battery life and room, room to cool this chip so that it can be all that it could be. Well, I understand here Apple has provided a slightly larger battery to accommodate the fact that the RAM they're using requires more juice. This was what was pointed out when the MacBook Pro first came out. To use the the higher amount of RAM, they had to use a different memory controller that was also higher, higher speed RAM too. It's, yeah, the, it's yeah, really, really fast. Yeah, to use the higher speed RAM, they had to use something that was a memory controller that was just more more uh suck more juice yes. it was a faster, juice it faster. was faster and a juice sucker yes right we got more to come on the tech night out live
Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside our borders. At Miles Franklin, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box program in North America held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid Foundational Storage, partnered with the most respected name in security. Maintaining an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and residing in Minnesota, the only state in America that regulates the precious metals industry, making doing business in precious metals with Miles Franklin the safest choice. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited, a name you can trust. GCN is hiring information technologists with Linux backgrounds, Cisco routing, database management, web development, with cross-platform flexibility. If you ever wanted to be involved in an exciting career in radio and love developing new delivery platforms, join the fastest-growing network, GCN. Inquire at careers at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. 
we'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So I think here, Apple, in addressing that shortcoming by developing a bigger battery, using the faster, power-hungry RAM, certainly met the needs of some customers. Obviously, they're sensitive to issues with what happens when the i9s are being made to perform towards their limits. Will the performance still slow down? It does some. Can they improve that any further? with further refinements to the firmware or to the fan control? Will they have to design a new fan system? Will they have to make a model that's thickerer? Instead thicker, thickerer. We've had three, three iterations with the current design. That's usually as many as Apple does for, for laptops. Uh, I would assume that we would get a, uh, a new design altogether for, for the next go-around. And unfortunately, I assume also that Apple will be focusing on thinner versus uh, performance. Well, this time, obviously, they focus on performance because this model has far more improvements than you would expect from a refresh. Much faster processor, more RAM, Bluetooth 5.0. There's a lot in there. A better keyboard. Supposedly the keyboard has this membrane that prevents it from getting clogged with schmutz. Yeah. All true, all true, but it still doesn't change the fact that the form factor, even with this, the software bug fix, cannot fully support the i9 processor. It still gets too hot, and, and it, will, it will still throttle. I mean, like, so again, the mere issue of a CPU throttling is not the pr- is not a problem in and of itself. You do want processors not destroying themselves. But the i9, to really be everything that it can be, needs a little bit more room, at least, for additional cooling. Well, we have to see how Apple solves that. Will they just, as they say... Yeah, they won't. They won't solve it. I don't think they'll solve it. You don't fact, think they'll they, develop they, some kind of miraculous new cooling system that will allow for higher capacity? Because it's not just this year. What about next year? Will the powerful i9 next year be more efficient? Well, okay, okay, that's that's actually a really good point, Gene, because the real solution to this is going to be when Apple moves to its own ARM processors in, in its Mac computers. And ARM uses less power. And that's the big thing. That's the big thing that Apple's been battling. Apple does have this obsession with thinness, and Apple has this obsession with um, less and less and less and less and less power. And Intel has not given the the power consumption issue the kind of attention that Apple wants uh, the company to d- develop to it. So the current rumor, and I personally place a high degree of reliability in this rumor, is that starting in 2020, Apple will begin uh, transitioning the Mac to ARM processors. At the WWDC, they can say we're going to start moving to ARM, unless Intel gives them a better story. I I think we won't hear or see anything about this until 2020. Apple can't pre-announce 
this kind of transition too fast because or too early because then um uh you know they'll 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 put hardware sales on hold and they need to give developers tools uh to be able to 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 move their software to another processor but in the past apple didn't give developers all that much leeway and instead what what apple did was develop a uh translation layer that 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 allowed the new processor to run software written for the old processor and i I assume that's what apple is going to do again in this case it's also possible they'll license technology and run through the graphics chip from intel sure i'm thinking of different answers i think an emulator is kind of an old-fashioned solution at this point well think don't think of it as an emulator think think of it as like rosetta which was more of a, a translation layer right I think part of it is they have to also look at how many people depend on a Mac to be able to run Windows and Mac OS. And obviously, if they have to run that through a translation layer, there could be a huge performance cut. On the other hand, maybe Apple can find a solution for that. I'm pretty sure that Windows runs on ARM now. The the Surface runs on ARM, doesn't it? It runs on ARM, yes, but... You can't run regular Windows apps. Uh, that was the problem when they had the RT version. This is we're talking two years from now. Yeah, so in two years from now, maybe they can do something. But I think Intel is going to have to do something because they can't produce the low, the smaller dies that they need to make these chips more power efficient. Not just the power itself, but more power efficient, so they could be driven faster without having to reinvent wheels. You know, yeah, okay. I, I think the move to ARM is a done deal. It's only a matter of time. Well, right now, the existing ARM processors come close to the speed. I'm thinking here that the existing ARM processors on iPhones can run close to the speed of MacBook Pros. For some things, yes. And the key here is that Apple is restricting what they can do because they're being used on small devices with tight resource requirements unfettered what kind of performance can they get out of these chips i'm sure apple knows yeah i'm sure apple knows the shadow and, knows and apple knows yeah and absolutely and, and the the thing the thing was moving i mean like apple has proven apple is making the best mobile processors on the planet like apple entered this field from nowhere and almost immediately was outperforming all of the existing players when it came to its AX uh, line of processors. And Apple knows what it needs for its Macs. Apple controls all the rest of the hardware and the software except for the CPU on the Mac. And I, I, I think that um, I, I'm actually looking forward to this transition, despite the fact that, that there are some things that Intel, uh, the x86, is superior to than arm i'm thinking that apple is going to be able to work around that in a way that's going to lead to a uh an uh, an even better macintosh well i'm sure it's going to be a faster one already apple's making that transition a little bit with the support chips yeah that takes the load off the processors supposedly allows them to encrypt things the other thing I observed, by the way, of Mojave, and we have to go in a second, is Fusion Drive works with 
Apple file system. The conversion's automatic. There's no on-off switch. It just does it, evidently. Mm-hmm. I guess Apple was confident enough, and it works just fine. I'm actually getting a little bit faster performance on the tribe. Brian Chaffin, tell our listeners where we can find more of the stuff that you do. I am the editor-in-chief at the Mac Observer. You can find me at MacObserver.com, and you can find me uh, on Twitter, speaking of Twitter, at TMO Brian, and that's Brian with a Y. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Gene. It's good to be here. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Who has the only raw, living, whole plant hemp CBD extract in the world? MetaHemp Solutions, a radically innovative approach to hemp CBDs for exceptional results. Why? Because they contain absolutely all the elements present in the original plant. All our hemp CBD products are independently lab-tested for potency and purity and manufactured in our FDA-registered facility. Try it today. 10% off with coupon code GCN10. Call 833-858-7500. That's 833-858-7500. Or buy MetaHemp Solutions today at metahempsolutions.com. That's metahempsolutions.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we're joined by Peter Cohen, and we're going to continue our discussion about a variety of tech topics. And one is based on a story I read the other day, but it's something that's been brewing for a long time. They introduced in California the California Right to Repair Act. And this impacts Apple and other companies, but it kind of basically says Apple can't force you to get your gear fixed at an Apple store or authorized dealer. Now, you work for an Apple dealer, an authorized one, right? Yeah, and an independent uh, but Apple authorized sales and service provider. What, what's known in the business as an ASP. Okay, I knew them well. It's something that bites you on the neck or something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. It, it sounded like that. Okay, so the key is here, and the example I cited earlier, we were talking with another guest, and that is with any electronic gear, you'll see unofficial repair shops like there's a concession over at a nearby walmart they'll fix cell phones they'll fix notebook computers and when my son was here from spain last year he thought about replacing the battery on his iphone 5c and they said it would be 39 dollars. this is before we had the throttling issue so apple would charge 79 and the question of course we had then which is the usual question is what guarantee is this going to work what guarantee is there that this will work? And what is Apple going to think about it? So, I mean, let's unpack this a little bit. You know, in, in terms of right to repair, what exactly is is on the table here for for California and for, and for that matter, for other states that are considering right to repair um, laws? You know, it, it's not just electronics. It's cars. It's um, it's it's home appliance. It's 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 an increasing number of devices in your home or that you use every day that require very specialized technical training, very specialized parts, and very specialized processes in order to to fix. And what's been happening over the course of the past 20, 30 years, especially in the, the automotive industry, is that manufacturers of these devices or of these products that we're using have figured out ways to increasingly specialize 
the componentry that, that gets used. So it's not something that a shade tree mechanic or a, a shade tree iPhone repair person can get their hands on very easily. Now, this isn't a real problem for a lot of folks who encounter typical issues with their devices. Case in point, iPhone. You want you know, a battery for your iPhone or you want a new screen because you broke it. Um, or if, if uh, Touch ID sud- suddenly stops working on your phone, you can actually go to the mall or you can go to an independent repair place and you can get that replaced. You can get it fixed using what are called gray market parts, you know, parts that don't come from Apple necessarily, but are designed to fit Apple products. That's legal. That's fine. Uh, but you're not covered under Apple's warranty. But, you know, unfortunately leaves out a lot of other stuff. You know, there's a lot of components inside my MacBook Pro, for example, that I can't get fixed outside of an Apple store. Or that if I can't find parts for, maybe they're used, maybe they've been scavenged from a device that was otherwise damaged, but they might be second quality, in other words. They might not be the same quality that I can expect from an Apple part. Same goes for brand new Toyotas, same goes for uh, brand new Fords and so on. Um, the, 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 the traditional folks who have who've worked on these things, or, or for that matter, new appliances like dishwashers and, and, uh, and refrigerators, people who work on these things can sometimes get parts for them depending on which parts break, but other parts might be very specialized and require you to go through an authorized service channel in order to get them fixed. If you're fixing your car, say you have to replace a bumper, Quite often, the insurance company will allow the replacement of non-OEM replacement parts. It's not the same thing, for example, as replacing the transmission, where the Volkswagen is not going to be replaced by somebody else's transmission. But there are third-party replacement parts, like oil filters, sometimes some body parts, like doors and such, where, as I said, the insurance company may opt to use a supposed approved third-party replacement part. The problem, of course, with an Apple battery for your iPhone is there's only one source for a real Apple battery. I just can't go to the store and buy an Apple battery. I couldn't even go to the Apple store and buy it because they will replace it. They won't just sell me a battery. I can go to the car dealer, go to his parts department, and get a complete engine block if I want to hand him 15000 or whatever it costs because they'll sell it to me. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, the the, the right to repair um, legislation that's being proposed in California, that's been proposed uh, elsewhere, uh, wants to make, you know, the, 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 the repair parts that, um, uh, that you need to keep these devices going for just a little while longer, um, uh, something that, that, that are fair and accessible to everyone. So, you know, at, at its heart, it's, it's consumer advocacy. And I, I'm fully in favor of it. I am a firm believer in using things for as long as you can reasonably use them, as long as it reasonably makes sense to. And that goes for my phone. I mean, you know, I've got a, a three and a half year old iPhone 6 that I don't see the need to replace. I did get the battery replaced on it 
before the right on the cusp of the whole brouhaha with older iPhone batteries in iOS 11, but I did it anyway. Um, you know, I, I, I have a 10 year old uh, uh, TV that's working just fine that I see no need to replace. You know, we live in a disposable culture uh, where we're incented to consume. Um, and replace things at a really alarming pace. And, and that makes a lot of us who are concerned about sustainability and about the environment or who are just flat freaking broke, you know, th- it makes us crazy because, you know, I, I, I don't I don't want to have to replace my my dishwasher or my my refrigerator every five years. You know, th- those were devices that or those were appliances that, a generation ago were, you know, things that you got on your wedding day that lasted you until your kids were out of college. And, you know, being kind of a Yankee spendthrift at heart, I, I appreciate right to repair legislation. And I, I think that it's a good idea. And uh, I think that no manufacturer, whether it's Apple or um, Toyota or, you know, Sears for that matter, should force people to buy stuff. Um, if they can keep their old products going. The interesting thing, and I I look at this from from two perspectives, right? There's the perspective of me as a consumer advocating for other consumers, thinking that this is important. And then there's the perspective of me as somebody who sold and and repaired these devices himself. And my perspective is the same, but for different reasons. Because, you know, a lot of times when I, let's say somebody came into the store with a MacBook Pro, uh, might be like a three or four year old machine, not a machine that Apple has declared. And I'm making air quotes as I'm saying this vintage. That's their euphemism for obsolete, as in we're no longer making parts for this anymore, which they do after about six or seven years, except in California and um, some foreign locations where they were required to go 10 years or longer um, with those parts. But, you know, when when somebody would come to me with an older MacBook Pro and say, you know, it's running slow, I, I, I don't, it's out of warranty, I, I want to get it updated, I want to get it upgraded with newer parts that'll make it go faster back in the old days you know when you could do that to a macbook pro you can't do it now because all that stuff is integrated right on the motherboard not easily replaceable but back then 2012 2013 um, before the retina macbooks came out before the new macbooks came out you could you know upgrade the memory from two gigabytes of RAM to eight gigabytes of RAM. You could replace the uh, two and a half inch uh, hard disk drive with an SSD. And I would say probably about 70, maybe 80% of the time, I would sit down with them and I would say, okay, look, you spent $1,300 on this MacBook Pro when it was original. For my labor fee, plus the cost of parts, I could update this to get this thing more current and to keep it alive another couple of years. Let's break here and we'll have more with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. 
Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. This is Jessica Armand, founder of My Magic Mud. Our team helped organize a successful effort to remove fluoride from our city's water supply. This is our passion. My Magic Mud Oral Care purifies and brightens your smile naturally. GCN listeners, please support my family business by purchasing our products from your local health food store. We're also available at CVS Pharmacy. Or visit us at MyMagicMud.com and take 10% off now with coupon code GCN10. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know.
So Peter Cohen confronts or talks to somebody as someone who works for an Apple authorized dealership, an ASP, a little tiny reptilian character. And I don't know why I started that, but I'll continue with it. Asps and apples, man. It's a story as old as Genesis. We have a 2010 MacBook Pro here, and I'm his customer probably. I replaced, I did myself. I replaced the SSD. I replaced the drive with an SSD, 500 gigabyte SSD. I increased memory to eight gigabytes. And I did it myself. So whatever the cost of those parts were, you know, it wasn't anything very expensive for a computer that cost, what, a couple of grand or so when I bought it. You're kind of an outlier because a lot of people are not comfortable cracking open um, their device, no matter how easy it might be, no matter how many walkthroughs there are online. That's just beyond the comfort level of most consumers. And this is the point that Apple makes about, well, you know, why have you gotten so specialized with these parts? Why, why is it impossible for me to repair my own gear anymore? Their answer to that is because the vast majority of our customers never open anything, never replace anything. So it's not really important to our customers um, to be able to upgrade their stuff. And, you, you know, somebody's always raising their hand going, well, it's important to me. Well, okay, but you are a drop in the bucket compared to the other millions of people buying these things. Anyway. Now, there's another the, the question, point- too, I have here. Okay, say of a 1,000, every 1,000 MacBook Pro customers, five want to replace Edward Ram. The rest don't really care. Now, that five... What does it cost Apple to provide that feature for those five people out of 100? Do you sacrifice reliability? What do you sacrifice to give it up? So it's like we're doing something for the vast, vast majority of customers. But then going back to the old days, you're talking to somebody, and I realize that I'm not your target user. I just care about the parts because a lot of the things that people can do on their somewhat older Macs, I will do myself. But to replace like a battery even on a 2010 MacBook Pro or 2011, they have these tiny little pendulum screws. And it's very easy to lose them. I always have extras because you got 12 of them in there. And very easy to lose them. You have to be careful what you're doing. You're dealing with tiny wiring harnesses. So it's better handing $100 to the service person and say, you do it for me. But it's still cheaper than buying a new one. Well, that's the point, Gene, and that's the point that I was I was leading to before we had to break um, for for commercial but, uh, during our last segment, is that when I would give when I would actually show people, you know, okay, this is what you're going to pay me for labor, this is what you're going to pay me for parts, versus the cost of a new machine, seventy or eighty percent of the time it was an excuse for them to buy a new machine. I could upsell them to a new machine. Why? Because they would get a full warranty. They would get Apple Care coverage optionally if they wanted it for you know an additional fee, but that would extend their warranty from 12 months to, to, to three years. Um, and they would get the benefit of knowing that they were buying something current that could go a little bit longer still than whatever machine they were upgrading. So, uh, you know, in, in the case of, I think, a lot of electronics, that's that's the situation that that most people find themselves in. They, they, so I, I think that this right to repair, while I think it's important, is important for a smaller percentage of consumers than people who are in this business or people who obsess about this business regularly may actually think are out there. I have also dealt with a lot of folks who, for example, bring an iPhone in for a new screen, and it's like, well, what is this going to cost me? I give them the figure, and they're like, well, I might as well just get a new one. That delta is huge. I mean, you can re- you can replace a screen on an iPhone for a hundred bucks. 
a new iPhone is going to cost you six fifty at least if you buy something new and and current. But people don't see it as six fifty; they see it as well. It's just going to cost me. I'm up for renewal, so it's going to it's going to be another twenty five thirty bucks a month for me, in, instead of gee, I don't want to have to drop that hundred right now. Uh, penny wise, pound foolish, perhaps, and maybe a little even a little bit innumerate, but. A valid point, nonetheless. You know, some people don't want to be bothered with that cost if they know they can get something better for a little bit more. Right, but if it's a battery, a battery should not be a considerable purchase. Yes, maybe so with $79 for an iPhone and, what, $129 or $179 for a MacBook Pro. That's a considerable thing. But, of course, you're paying $179 to replace a battery on a $2,000 computer. It kind of makes sense. The battery is a pretty sensible replacement, I think, for many people. Because you're sitting there and say, as you did with your iPhone 6, iPhone 6 works perfectly, replace the battery, everything's like new again for another couple of years. And then I can think about the iPhone 12 or something. That's a very good point, Gene, and I think that, that that's a good case because the battery, batteries themselves, even by Apple's terminology or by Apple's definition, batteries are considered to be consumable parts. In other words, from the day that you open the box, the assumption is that that is a component within the device that is decaying as you use it, directly proportional to the amount of use that you give it, and that it will have to be replaced at some point. However, that doesn't make it incumbent upon Apple to provide consumers with an easy way to replace the battery themselves, such as making it removable. You know, that just means that Apple's got to have a part supply and a process for managing that. Um, well, that's what the right to repair is. Shouldn't you be able to go and... No, right, right to repair doesn't say that Apple has to, has to make phone, phones with removable batteries. Absolutely. No, that's not, not what I'm saying. Make- Apple should sell the battery. You shouldn't have to depend on a third-party unwarranted battery. You should have the right to go in there and say, I'll take an Apple battery. Obviously, Apple's not going to warranty your repair. As far as a third-party repair shop, shouldn't they have access to the documentation? Or maybe they could you know, do so, some kind of certification. But if you go to a third-party dealer and they sell you a genuine Apple battery, they still have to warranty their repair. If they break it, they fix it. But on the other hand, looking at it from the manufacturer's perspective, and I'm just playing devil's advocate for a moment, if Apple does that, if Apple sells Apple-branded batteries to anybody who wants one, how does Apple manage the issue of those devices coming back to it maybe having been prepared or having been repaired improperly using apple genuine parts and what is their liability there and this is the issue that 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 a lot of manufacturers come up with well you know if i'm selling parts to anybody you know how how am i going to be able to manage quality on that they can't and so it it, it does present a, a dilemma for the manufacturer that quite frankly gene i am unsympathetic to but i want to acknowledge what their issue is regardless so people can just contextually understand here what's going on yes but if apple gets in a product under warranty repair which is where it only comes into play if it hasn't been repaired properly which should be fairly obvious They could say, I'm sorry, it doesn't meet our standards, and next time have it fixed by Apple. I mean, they should not be responsible for a dealer that is incompetent and damages the product. That dealer has to be responsible for their work. Yeah, but it doesn't quite work out that way, does it? 
Well, no, because most people will say, well, it has an Apple part and it's Apple's fault. And I think Apple probably in the normal course of events will tolerate a little bit of leeway there because otherwise it'd be impossible to deal with. But if it's obviously damaged by a third party, they have the perfect right to say, well, this is not our problem. Well, what's more, if there isn't a, uh, a paper trail, um, then, 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 uh, then it's not their problem. But anyway, so, uh, you know, the, the, how right to repair will ultimately affect the landscape specifically of Apple product ownership is anyone's guess at this point, but, um, it's, you know, it, it's an interesting, uh, situation that's, that's continuing to develop. And, um, uh, I, I guess we'll see in the end, um, what, what, what kind of difference it'll make if, if the legislation in California passes. California actually already has strong consumer legislation, as I alluded to before. You can get parts for your Apple products there, uh, for a lot longer than you can in the other 49 states. You so, see, that also bothers me. And this is one of the states' rights problems we have in this country. Because I choose to live in a state or I have to live in a state because that's where my job is. I can't telecommute. I've got to live in this state. But this state deprives me of certain rights. So I can't buy a part or have Apple fix my MacBook Pro in this state because it's vintage. But I can have it fixed in this state or this country because it's not vintage yet. Just a personal opinion. Well, I mean that, that you would have to go back to the founding fathers to um, to argue. That's obviously um, a conflict that's been not just related to this, but central to uh, the sort of tensions that that have ruled the republic. Um, and, that in fact caused the civil war for entirely different reasons. But we understand I, that. I was thinking in terms of manufacturers here more than a lot of other issues. We've got more to come with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Out Live. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. My point being, as a consumer, I'm not talking about, you know, having different auto insurance laws. And even that, I think, other than the basic repair experience and things like that should be the same for everybody. I'm thinking here in terms of I buy this product here and it's going to last 10 years before it's vintage, whatever. I then move to the state across the border, which is one mile away. And now my rights to fix that have changed. I live in the same country. I'm a citizen of the United States of America I pay taxes here, but I move from one state to the other. My rights change, not in the sense of how they are dealt with in terms of one state to another for local requirements. It's a MacBook Pro. It's an iPhone, whatever. We understand the problems there. And we understand that it isn't fair, but raises all sorts of complications and political ramifications and like that. In terms of the right to repair... I think it has to be done with common sense if it's being done at all, because I can see abuses at both ends. I think Apple has to be forced or other tech companies to loosen things somewhat to give people more possibilities for repair. But when it comes to things where serious parts are broken that require really, really specialized equipment, you know, there's a gray area there. You know, it's not like a battery. Uh, Someone from Batteries Plus Bulbs told me that an iPhone battery usually is not difficult to repair. Is that true? You've done it. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a laborious process, um, especially on the newer devices, but, and there's testing that that has to happen according to Apple's own guidelines or own requirements for authorized repairs uh, that definitely slow you down. But it's still something that can be done with the right tools and whatever. In terms of right to repair and, and, you know, going over state lines and stuff like that, I mean, that's the Tenth Amendment, man. You know, the Tenth Amendment says, hey, look, the federal government only has the the powers that we granted it in the Constitution and that all the, the, the remaining powers are reserved for the states of the people. So, like I said, this is something that, that goes back to 1791, right? You know, this is, this is not a new issue uh, for our republic to deal with with. And as it affects consumer use of of electronics and other devices, it's a real issue. But outside of sweeping federal legislation that would change that, I don't don't really see see that changing a lot. It's always interesting to me to talk to people from other countries, um, especially my European friends, who find this process or this issue that we've been talking about for the last few minutes, uh, Gene, to be completely bizarre and Byzantine for them. 
Europe's done obviously a very good job uh, since the end of the Cold War of sort of uniting with the possible exception of Brexit um, and sort of bringing everything under sort of a unified code of, of, of laws and, and, and rules. Uh, whereas we in the United States take the states part of United States very seriously. Uh, you know, which is why my uh, state subsidized medical insurance, for example, um, has absolutely no coverage for me when I leave the state. Um, I, I found that out the hard way a few years ago when I was traveling on business and I tried, I, I went to the same chain that I always get my stuff filled at, going, hey, I need a script refill on this script. I get it filled at this one up the street from my house all the time. Can I get it done here? And they're like, sure, yeah, you can do that. We've got it in the system here as long as you want to pay full retail because your particular particular medical plan, which is offered to you through the state, you know, system, doesn't offer you any coverage here. So you would have to pay full freight for that uh, that medication. That was a real eye opener for me. But it's another example of how these things just don't translate across state lines, because we may be a single country, but we are definitely 50 states. Well, that requires, as I said, political issues, just like I said, right to repair should not be restricted to single states whether or not an Apple product is vintage or not should not be restricted to a specific state, but it's way, way, way beyond what happens. Now, if enough states adopt right to repair, though, eventually it will become close to being national because then someone would possibly have the right to file lawsuits charging discrimination, discriminatory practices or something, and eventually they'll figure a way to make it national. If enough states pick it up, otherwise, yeah, you're living in 50 different countries to a degree, which is kind of strange. Anyway, there you go. Right to repair. Let's see what happens. Hopefully it's going to be done a sensible way. I also think if enough states adopt it, Apple will simply have to find a way to make it national. They can't have one program here, one program there and drive everybody nuts. Yeah, well, sure they can. But, you know, I'm already nuts. I understand that. (laughs) But. You know, in terms of right to repair laws, what we've got right now is laws in 16 states, and I think like six or or eight more are considering it. So it'll be a while before we've got national consensus on this, that's for sure. I live uh, with a certain amount of optimism about it, Gene, and I think that uh, it's the right thing uh, for companies to do for consumers, and I'd like to see it certainly adopted as a national standard, even if I, you know, look askance at uh, what's happening now. Looking askance. There we go. Let's go to some other topics. Have you heard the HomePod yet? You know, I am not. I, yes. And I. it sounds fabulous and it's a terrific piece of engineering, but I'm completely uninterested in owning one. Welcome to the club. And my reason for doing this is very simple. Any speaker, any audio speaker that puts impediments in my way as to what music I can hear on it, I'm not interested in, in owning you know, I, I have my music from a variety of sources. Apple Music is only one of them. You know, I, I've purchased a certain amount of stuff in iTunes. I've gotten a lot of downloaded music through other um, music services that are certainly uploaded to, you know, iTunes uh, uh, Music Cloud or whatever the hell it's called this week, iTunes Match. And I like that. iTunes Music Cloud, whatever, who cares? Right, exactly. Um, But I also listen to music on uh, Amazon Music, and I also use Spotify, um, and I also use SoundCloud. And I don't want to have to deal with any speaker that locks me out of any music that I either own or want to hear. For God's sake, a speaker should just be there to play music. 
So I'll stick with my Bluetooth speakers and, you know, my uh, attachments to my home audio systems. Thank you very much because they don't give a damn what service I'm streaming from. They're just dumb speakers. I like my speakers dumb, not smart. You know, I wouldn't mind a HomePod that was just a smart loudspeaker system that would configure itself to your listening environment and get the heck out of the way. Yep, yep, yep. I want a frictionless music experience. That's what I'm looking for. And HomePod introduces friction. And you know what? That's not the Apple way, damn it. Well, Apple, I think here, was trying to create a high-end alternative to Amazon Echo. Okay. And therefore have a good loudspeaker. Because the Amazon Echo, the basic ones like an Echo Dot or any of the Amazon Echoes are very, very average or sub-average speaker systems. The Google Home Max may be a decent one, but the rest are not. The point here is they are not designed to be speaker systems. That's just a feature. They're designed to listen to you or steal your stuff or whatever. They're designed to hear you to do commands to provide you information for Amazon to get you to buy something from them. They're not designed just for music listening. So Apple took that basic concept and tried to deliver something as a music listening system, but they've got this thing so tied up in Apple's ecosystem and this half-baked integration with Siri that I think the product has possibilities, but it's not there yet. Like I said, I'd like to see something without Siri. Why bother with Siri? I just want a loudspeaker system or a HomePod with no restrictions and Siri to be very, very limited just to music, just to music listening. Well, I'm very pleased that, you know, as it exists now, the, you know, hooking up an Apple TV to my stereo makes it possible for me to have, uh, you know, the, the music and other content that I want to stream to that device um, accessible to me through the existing home entertainment system I already have um, wired up in, in the house. And I've got Bluetooth speakers and, and uh, even some AirPlay speakers. Let's break it there at the speakers and we'll go on. More to come with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. 
peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite's seven herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, Peter, in short, you have a pretty conventional setup there, Bluetooth speakers, whatever, of speakers strewn throughout your home. And You're not stuck with a speaker system that's, that's tied ball and chain into Apple's ecosystem. That's right. Yeah. You know, it, it, like I said, frictionless. It, it, I, I don't want my speakers to get in the way of my listening to music or my streaming content to them. I just want them to play audio. So um, the, the HomePod does not fix a problem that I have. Uh, 
if I were completely immersed in Apple Music and and iTunes, then I could say, yeah, great. No, I would love a HomePod. But um, my, my tastes run a little bit more esoteric and a little bit more complicated than that. So the HomePod ain't for me. I don't want to denigrate the, HomePod, the HomePod. I think it is a fantastic piece of engineering and an amazingly good for the money speaker. I just wish that it were just a speaker and it's it it's not. You know, Apple doesn't have any secondary input method for this thing, right? You can't hook up a um a, a speaker cable to it and connect it to uh, another device that might not be an Apple device. You can't um could, it's got no RCA jacks. It's, it's not Bluetooth discoverable. You know, it's it's Apple's way or the highway, buddy, and uh, I'm just I'm not interested in that right now. I think it's gotten a lot more attention than it deserved. I think Apple has a good concept there, but I'm troubled by a few things I read about it in terms of sound. And that is the conclusion by a number of people that's somewhat on the bassy side, kind of like Beats headphones. And I think if Apple is going to do all these great things like being able to auto-configure itself for a room, it shouldn't editorialize the sound. You should be able to say, Siri, if that's what it's going to be, give me less audio. It should be opened up to a wider spectrum. I mean, if you have Apple Music, you can get an Android version. You're not forced to be part of Apple's ecosystem to have Apple Music. And I think with HomePod, I understand what they're trying to do. They're just basically trying to take the Echo and these Google systems, these smart quote-unquote speaker systems and try to give them good audio, but they've got you so locked in. They limit the ability to EQ, unless you have something like iTunes or something. You can't just say, Siri, give me less space or more treble or something. They've done things there where they've taken something with a lot of possibilities, and I think they've crippled the device. I think, however, almost anything that's wrong with it could be fixed in software, don't you think? Oh, I think a lot can be fixed in software. Obviously, software isn't going to make RCA jacks grow out of it, but yeah, a, a lot of the things that will, will, could be fixed in software, sure. Sure. Well, for example, it's not Bluetooth discoverable. Is that hardware or software? Can they do it in the firmware? If it's got Bluetooth in there already, can it just be a Bluetooth speaker? That's a question I can't answer. I don't know enough about the guts of it to, to, to know whether or not that can be done. So. So I think I agree with you here. The HomePod is not on my list to buy. Not whether or not I have $349 I want to waste. It's because Apple's approach doesn't appeal to me. I don't know what its future is. I heard some early reports on sales saying there aren't really great shakes. People are buying lots of AirPods and it's still backordered, but the HomePod is not flying off the shelves. Of course, it, it means it's a bigger, bigger investment. But the question I have here is we think of Amazon Echo is hugely successful, but the past five check sales, they're not great shakes either. Really. Tons of people aren't buying Amazon Echoes for their home. I mean, they're doing licensing and things like, now, what is it? Dish Network supports it. The Vizio TV, even though it supports Google, Google Chromecast, will let you use Alexa. So they are expanding their licensing. But even in general... What do you need Amazon Echo for to tell Alexa that you want to buy something from Amazon or you want to buy some groceries from Whole Foods and have it ship within two hours on Prime whatever, Prime Pantry? 
I've lost track very, of all the prime stuff. Actually, very few people use their Amazon Echoes or Echo Dots to actually order things. My experience with it, I've had one for about a year and a half now, is I mainly use it to check the news and to get a weather report when I first uh, get up and, and some other stuff. But, you know, I, I don't I don't really use it for much beyond that. So I think Amazon's even overplayed uh uh, its usability in, in those terms, for sure. You know, we've heard a couple of horror stories about kids ordering stuff and parrots having stuff delivered to their house and so on, but um, I think that those are real outliers. Polly wants two deep-dish pizzas from Little Caesars. Hey, cool. Yeah, I as I said, it's one of these things where you have products in search of a purpose. And as I said, up till, like, last Christmas... The number of sales of the Amazon Echo were estimated at 14 million over three years. Now, if Apple sold 14 million of anything in three years, it'd be a monumental failure. If Apple sold a billion dollars worth of a product in every year or every quarter, like Max, it would be a huge failure. But if it's a surface, oh, it's tremendously successful. 14 million in three years for Amazon, successful. I don't know what they sold the last quarter. I guess at $30, it's one of those things where you can, ah, it's no big deal. I'll play with it. Or I'll give it to somebody for the holidays, let them figure it out. But I think it's one of those products where you take it, you turn it on, you play with it for a while, and you stick it in the drawer, and that's it. I don't see a sustainable use for it. Now, maybe when more and more people have connected homes and they want voice recognition and all this stuff, kind of what Apple's trying to do with HomeKit. I think when more and more people have things like that, They'll do it. But why do I need a speaker system if I already have Siri on my iPhone? Yeah, you can make that case for sure. I think you see that quite often here. Oh, uh, as of last fall, they were saying that Amazon had sold 20 million Alexa devices as of October of last year. So maybe it's what, 22 million now? They said they sold, but I don't see a final sales figure here. At all. I don't see how many fails figures. They just said 20 million as of October, November. We assume a few more million. Maybe it's 25 million now over, what, three, four years? Is that a lot? I don't know. That's the Amazon Echo and the HomePod. And I don't know. (laughs) What can I say? So we're going to drop that. I'm not going to buy one. You have, you say, an Amazon Echo and you use it for some limited purposes. That's why I use Siri for, by the way, setting alarms. 99% of the purposes I use Siri for are alarms, except sometimes in my car, I don't want to figure out how I go back somewhere. I say, Siri, take me home. And Apple Maps will figure a way to get me home. And usually it's close. I think Apple Maps is much better now. That's it. I just wonder why here people are just so desperate to make these things into compelling consumer products smart speakers is a word smart speakers i think that um there are some very specialized verticals where smart speakers work out really well you know for example accessibility if you are um uh, physically limited in some way having a device that you can talk to in in plain language can make a, a huge difference for a person we'll continue that in our next segment with peter cohen i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's reparative regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and needs to be replaced, and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Janess have developed Luminess. Luminess takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Luminess twice daily and on average, see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Luminous for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may 
allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Special reminder, folks. We have a special version of the show, speaking of being special. If you're tired of listening to all the network ads, we have a way to... Get rid of them without fast forward. Join Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com. We offer a version free of the network ads, better quality audio for prices starting at just $1.49 a week. Cheaper than the Circle K coffee, even a small one. Plus.technightowl.com. We have Peter Cohen. We're kind of wondering here if there is really a legitimate market for a so-called smart speaker. And then he mentioned vertical markets like someone who's handicapped, somebody disabled. They need a smart speaker that can perform tasks for them. That makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of really specific reasons why you'd have something like that. And I think in that case, it makes a lot of sense for these products, not general consumer products, but for people who really need them. Maybe, you know, when more and more people have connected homes. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. You know, I mean, connected homes, we've been hearing about connected homes for nigh on a decade now. That's still happening and kind of fits and starts. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with normalizing the idea of talking to a smart assistant like, you know, a Siri or a, a Google or Alexa or a Cortana, you know, from Microsoft or, or what have you. Um, I, I don't think that, that that it's a bad idea to to bridge that gap. Um, but it just it, it feels so much right now like it's still a solution in search of a problem as opposed to something that is making my life demonstrably better. And I think that that's my biggest problem with whatever device you're looking at, whether it's HomePod or something else, is that, yeah, uh, talking to Siri is great and, and can come in really handy, but all of the problems that this fixes are – um, dare I say, hashtag first world problems. They're not real fundamental issues that affect the quality of my life. Being able to turn on my lights by saying, hey, Siri, turn on my lights is nice, but and, and like I said, if, if, I, if I had mobility issues, it would be a completely different story. Then it actually would be demonstrably making my life better. But for normal, able-bodied folk, I don't necessarily think that these any of these devices are offering, at least right now, compelling reasons uh, for us to own them that would actually demonstrably improve the quality of our lives. They're, they're luxuries. I don't, for example, even worry about automatic lights. Room lights, so you can just say, turn on the lights, turn them up, push the button. Let's, you know, go back to being old fashioned. What's so hard about going to the washing machine and pulling a knob? 
What's so hard about pushing a button to get the dryer on? What's so hard about, you know, putting something in the freezer or making a minor setting change to your refrigerator? I mean, it's not being old fashioned. I think some things are just absurd. We like the home where it's like the science fiction movies where you tell something to the personal assistant and it does everything in your home. Okay, set the thermostat temperature at 76 degrees year round or, you know, when I'm not home, make it warmer in the summer and cooler in the winter, whatever, to save electricity because I don't have the solar panels because they increase the tariffs on them or whatever it is. The thing here is I can see purposes for that, for the well-connected home. I just think it's still not there yet. And I think that's also the difference between Apple and other companies, which is Apple comes out with something when it can really do some good, not just as an experiment. And I think HomePod, they may have been forced into doing HomePod because the market could get away from them before it gains traction. And, you know, maybe too many people have Amazon Echoes and be so tied into that ecosystem that Apple will lose it. But if entering it this way provides them positioning to further improve the product and make it more useful in the future, maybe that's it. But I think today Apple didn't have to produce a HomePod. I think they had to because of the stay of the market. I don't think that they had to because of the state of the market. I think Apple produced the HomePod because they wanted to produce the HomePod. I don't think that Apple feels a lot of market pressure to do much of anything. Apple's the biggest consumer electronics company in the world and actually one of the biggest companies in the world, period. Apple doesn't get a lot of pressure from anybody to do much of anything except make more money. And HomePod is obviously going to be accretive to their bottom line, but it's going to be a rounding error for a very long time within their products. Why? Because who buys a $400 speaker? It's not a real problem that people are having. But let's differentiate that from this other thing, which is, you know, Apple trying to solve real problems with it. HomePod doesn't solve any real problems for anybody. Apple, it certainly gives Apple an an entree into the smart speaker space, and it gives Apple a very clever way of differentiating itself within that space by having this very high quality audio experience. Um, and they're certainly putting a lot of mu- muscle, a marketing muscle to it. The FKA Twigs um, ad that they've got is amazing. I've watched it like three, I've watched a long form version of it three times now, just because I really like the music and I love the visuals and uh, her dancing is fantastic too. But you know, marketing pizzazz aside. Like I said, HomePod doesn't fix a problem for me, but I, I don't buy this idea that, that Apple had to release the HomePod because of the great pressure that smartphones were around for years before Apple released the iPhone. Apple changed everything after it released the iPhone. Tablets were around for years. I mean, I, my entire career at Macworld happened between the time I saw a first tablet at an IT job I was at before I was at Macworld, and then the release of the iPod in 2000 and what was it, nine, right? The, you know, the iPad was like 2010. Tablets yeah, were shown the next great thing. Apple probably entered an area of smart speakers where it had the difference, which is the audio. And the ability to auto-configure itself. And that itself could bring out a whole generation of products that do not have to be smart speakers. People who want audio 
And to be able to just take a speaker system and set it up without configuration, just turn it on at, at its optimal, that's a pretty good thing, even if you forget the smart speakers. Yeah, true. And what, that's what I'm saying is forget the smart speakers for now. Just get yourself a decent audio system and don't worry about it. You want to talk to Siri? Pick up your phone and say, hi, Siri. And as it turns out, HomePod, whatever it is, whether successful in the first generation or not, and they didn't sell that many Apple Watches first six months either, it can lead to a lot of interesting ideas. And then later on, Apple could improve the recognition and everything else. Everything about the HomePod that's significant to anyone can be fixed or changed in a software update. They can improve the sonic balance to be less spacey. They can give you more options. They can improve the recognition from Siri so it can get better. Does it reach a point where this generation becomes the X factor for a lot of people? I don't know. I mean, the Apple Watch apparently has now become a pretty big thing. It's the number one wearable on the planet. Everyone else who's tried to do smartwatches has failed miserably. They've crashed and burned. Based on estimates, they're selling more Apple Watches than Fitbits now, and Fitbits are a fraction of the price. So Apple has found an area where the fitness thing works perfectly. You heard the story, Peter, where United Healthcare is offering credits towards buying an Apple Watch as part of their motion fitness program. If you meet certain fitness standards, you get up to $4 a day towards your Apple Watch. You can buy like two a year or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting because they're not the first company to do this. Um, you know, several other healthcare um, and health insurance providers have in- tried to incent their users, their customers uh, to, to get uh, fit using Apple Watches. I think it's a great idea, it, but th- that's obviously not where the bulk of this market movement is coming from. It's from people just walking into the Apple store and going, yeah, I want an Apple Watch. You know, we got more to come with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Broadcasting to over a thousand radio stations, GCN programming is in all of the largest markets. A GCN advertising career could be the business opportunity you've been waiting for. Companies need hardworking representatives just like you to handle their needs, while you earn residual income which can last for years. Companies are buying and they need you. 
Email advertise at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems Using code GCN, call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST55 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST55 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST55 to 443443. That's B-E-S-T 55 to 443443. You have been lied to. Generation after generation, time after time after time. If you follow the money, then you understand why America's in the condition it's in. Now, you created the Star Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create 9-11, through 9-11, then you're fighting a war on terror, and now all of a sudden you go into Iraq, which was another lie. This book will open people's eyes. Order now at KillingUncleSamBook.com. KillingUncleSamBook.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. That's so interesting with the Apple Watch. It's reached the point where the masses really have them. I think they estimate, what, 17, 18 million sales last year. Third year of the Apple Watch. They sold 20 million iPhones in its third year. And I'm not going to say that the Apple Watch will grow as fast, but it did grow over 50% based on different industry estimates. But I see more and more people that I would assume don't get paid a whole lot of money, like a cashier in a convenience store. And several of them I know, and they're just nice, lovely people, and they're really working hard to make a living in this very crazy, foolish society of ours. Apple Watches. I see more and more of them around, not in the hands of people who like expensive tech toys, but just anyone. And that's where Apple has made a difference. And the fitness angle is where they seized on something that really appeals to people. 
as you say, you know, insurance companies may provide them as a special premium or something with one of their programs. Also, John Hancock, Aetna, and a couple of others. And that's another way for Apple to make an entry into fitness. I think fitness is really important to them. And I think part of that is Tim Cook is very heavy into fitness. And I think that was the big magic bullet with the Apple Watch there. Once they made full bore into fitness, adding more and more features, making it more and more independent, offering them at starting prices that aren't that expensive, I think that made a huge difference. And I don't think it's going to replace the iPhone in terms of popularity, but you're going to see tens of millions of them out there soon. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Tim's connection to fitness, no question that that I think that that gives him, at the very least, a unique insight as to what these things are trying to do. But obviously, fitness just in general is a huge market. Apple is, has, has really come in and cleaned up the fitness wearable market with the Apple Watch because it can do so much aside. What amazes me about the sales of the Apple Watch, the purported sales of the Apple Watch, anyway, because Apple's keeping its cards close to its vest. This is a device that's fundamentally useless unless you already have an iPhone. So Apple is selling the Apple Watch to a very specific subset of customers. You know, it's it's customers who already have an iPhone. And obviously, you know, the, the third generation uh, Apple Watch with, you know, integrated is cell phone or cell radio is is kind of a different creature but still fundamentally the apple watch is an accessory for the iphone it's funny because when, when i talk to people who aren't familiar with the apple watch they see me wearing one they, they ask me a few questions this comes up and you know my first qualifying question for them is do you own an iphone and if they say no i'm using an android phone i'm like well you know there are android gear devices that you can look at but don't even bother with an apple watch because it's really kind of useless for you so it just interests me that it has managed to make this major, major disruption, not only in the fitness wearables market, but in the watch market. Apple is selling a lot more watches, Apple watches, than a lot of watchmakers do. That tells you um, just how much market movement capacity iPhone users have uh, when they're incented to get something that makes their the use of their device better. And remember, there are hundreds of millions of people with iPhones. We forget that. You know, we think, well, they've got billions of Android devices. Yes, they do. But hundreds of millions of any ecosystem is a huge number. And it creates incredible possibilities for an Apple Watch. Based on what it is, what it does, how it does it, it will never not be integrated into Apple's ecosystem. What will happen is it will become more independent of the iPhone, but it will never be freed. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I could see a point where Apple says 100 million Apple Watches and people will turn around and realize that there is no smartwatch market. There's only an Apple Watch. It's like the days of the iPod. You see, now what they do with smartwatches, they group it together with wearables. So anything you stick on your wrist that monitors something is a wearable. The most basic thing is measuring your pulse, whatever it does. It's a wearable. Obviously, Apple Watch does a heck of a lot more. But there is no smartwatch galaxy gear android wear where are they yeah, android you know, you know they sell six of them nobody buys them it's like the ipod in the old days you want a music player it was an ipod even nowadays the iphone is still a generic term even though apple has you know less than 20 percent of the market but for any individual market which people seem to forget apple sells more apple sells a lot more iPhones and Samsung sells galaxies. It's just that Samsung sells lots of low-end crap. And even the last quarter, by the way, Apple sold more than Samsung. 
So, you know, people are wondering, what is Apple's successor to the iPhone? Well, you know, when, uh, Apple Watch is not bad. People are still buying Macs. iPad sales are up again. And we forget a few things about Macs, too. Do you see the incredible penetration Apple is making into the enterprise? You know, first with IBM, Delta Airlines, Walmart. HP is selling on a subscription basis Macs, iPhones, iPads. Go to HP and buy yourself a Mac. Yeah, it's an interesting turnabout. And I mean, you know, it's it's been an open secret for many, many years that, uh, you know, the cost of, of, of maintaining Max in an enterprise setting is lower than um, the the cost of of maintaining Windows PCs. For a very long time, the friction that was created was you know Apple's relative lack of integration. You know some of the the, the protocols and 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 processes that IT people use, but that that line has really been I wouldn't say erased, but reduced. With, with the OS X migration, Apple did a lot of industry standard connectivity. I mean, they added boot camp to Intel Macs because they expect it to be a Windows PC that integrates into a traditional Windows environment or with virtual machines. But I think a lot of it is when the iPhone came along and the iPad and people started using MacBook Pros, the boss comes in there and says to the IT people, hook it up. And Apple would announce at every one of these quarterly conference calls, well, we've got 95% of all Fortune 500 companies either deploying or testing iPads and iPhones. Now, that had to lead to something after a while. You know, that obviously made a thing. And then we see IBM telling us what we all knew about Macs. They're hundreds of dollars cheaper to maintain. And they're getting tens of thousands of people are buying Macs. And HP, which doesn't make a lot of money from PCs, by the way. I bet HP makes more money from selling you a Mac on a subscription basis to your office, to your business, than they do on if you buy an HP computer. It's money to them. It's services. What do they care what it is? I mean, HP and Apple have worked together over the years anyway. It's not anything unusual. That's true. Yeah, you could buy an HP iPod for a while. You know, a lot of people who use Macs would get an HP display or they get an HP scanner, an HP printer. And that was no big deal. They always made them compatible with Macs. So now, you know, I think HP learns something from IBM's experience. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dell does the same thing. Dell's, okay, you want to buy a Mac? We'll, we'll sell you a Mac. No big deal. It's, it's, it's money in my pocket. Who cares? Hey, Peter Cohen, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. You can find my stuff online at www.peter-cohen, and my last name is spelled C-O-H-E-N.com. All right. You can also find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. It's called The Paracast. And we'll talk this week on The Paracast at Paracast.com with Robert Schroeder. And he's going to talk about advanced propulsion systems. Okay? Advanced propulsion systems. Solving the UFO enigma. How modern physics is revealing the technology of UFOs. That's the book he wrote. And part of it is about advanced space propulsion systems, things that maybe even SpaceX is looking at now, but we're looking at the UFO angle at Paracast.com. And by the way, please don't forget Tech Night Owl Plus. Tech Night Owl Plus is a way for you to get a version of the show free of the network ads, and it only costs you as little as $1.49 a week or $4.99 a month. And the way it works is we make available to you a version of this show 
without network ads, better quality audio. And if you want to find out more, go to plus.technighthow.com. That's plus.technighthow.com. And once again, it starts at $1.49 a week, our price cheap. Now, my friend Peter Cohen is not probably going to get his next Mac on a subscription basis from HP. Or maybe he will. If it becomes part of a big business, he might. Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, as always, for having me, Gene. I'll talk to you soon, man. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.